Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com, and I'm here in the studio with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hi. Hi, Amy. And Andrea Smith, technology guru extraordinaire. And we are in studio today talking about, which I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, back to school. Oi. <laughs> well, I mean, to us sitting here, it's crazy. But yesterday, a couple of my friends who live down south posted first day of school pictures for their kids. Yeah. And I would say mid by mid-August, a huge portion of this country yeah. is already back to school. But, but like end of July is just insane. I know, but they get out in like the end of May. They get out really early. early But my stepdaughter in Northern Virginia is a teacher and she's, you know, August, mid-August, they are back in school. I know where it's hottest in the country, they're back in school. It's kind of funny. All right, so we're going to do a segment on back to school around cell phones because we get this question all the time. Should I get my child's cell phone? Should I not? What kind of phone? What age is right? Um, So we're going to tackle that whole question of whether or not you should get your child a cell phone slash smartphone for school. And then our second topic, we're being joined by a guest today, Darren Kagan, who wrote Hope Possible. She's a former CNN anchor, and we are going to talk about how a mom slash woman um, reinvents herself, became became a mom, became a different career, everything. Yeah, turning um, your whole career over. Turning everything over and reinventing yourself at a different point in your life, which I think a lot of moms can relate to and a lot of women in general. And then we'll have our Bites of the Week. So let's jump right in to talk cell phones. Um, I'm going to start with saying my daughter's got their first um, dumb phone, as they called it, <laughs> when they went into sixth grade because they started traveling to and from school by themselves. And then in seventh grade? No, beginning of eighth grade, we got them smartphones. Mm. Um, they had two years, basically, of proving that they were worthy I think that's what it was. Unless it was, I'm honestly maybe responsible. Not, maybe it was the beginning of seventh grade. Maybe I'm not remembering. I'm trying to remember when their contract is up. Like that's the only <laughs> way in my head. I remember when we bought them a phone and they got like an iPhone um, 5s. But and that was my girls are very careful about about data. So like that they don't use that. But they definitely wanted a smartphone. Like they needed their stuff. They wanted Instagram. They wanted. I mean, I guess texting doesn't matter, but it's really hard to text on a dumb phone when you're pushing three letters. Yeah, but kids, every you know what? Kids e. can do that. That's the thing. Grown-ups can't, but kids can do that pretty fast. If they want it enough. If they yeah. want it enough. Yeah. They're just, they're not used to that anymore either. Like, yeah. they've been on tablets enough. They've been, that, like, that touching each key three times to get to the letter you want is crazy. But well, let's my, talk about it. My daughter had a, had a, a flip phone for the first, like, year and a half. The dumb and, phone. Yeah, but it had a, it had a keyboard. Like, you flipped mm-hmm. it open and it had... I think it had a keyboard. Now I like remember something. No, it wasn't like that. No, you know what? I think it would. No, I, I'm remembering wrong. It was the tap to get each. <laughs> le- yeah, no, it was completely dumb. Um, and I, I think she was about the same as your daughter's just like two years earlier because she started walking to school somewhere in fourth grade alone. Um, so how old are you in fourth grade? Nine. How old are you in fourth grade? Nine. Not, yeah, nine, nine or ten. That huh. sounds right. Um, yeah. Nine, be, because But... You know, our school's like four blocks away, and half the neighborhood was walking right. with her. Um, even if they didn't purposely walk with her, I would get reports. Um, but then, yeah, once she got to sixth grade, that's when, like, 
she got to middle school. All of her friends had smartphones. She wanted a smartphone. Um, so we're like, fine, you have to pay for it, which she, she had no problem with. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the startup costs are not. We, she doesn't have to pay monthly, but like okay. she had to pay for the phone. That's the deal that we have with our kids. Like they have to pay for the phone. And it's usually somewhere between one and two hundred dollars to start. And if they lose it or they break it or like my son, they go swimming with it in a pool with it in their bathing suit pocket, (laughs) um, then they have to pay the insurance deductible. But we'll pay all the monthly fees. Right. So I have to say, when I bought my daughters their phone, the smartphone was free. The dumb phone that I got them was Ninety dollars. <laughs> I mean, it was so stupid because they don't want you to get that phone. Right. No, they don't. Right. They, they hide it in the data. Yeah. They hide it in the back of the away. store. They don't want you to know it exists. We actually bought a refurbished one on the Verizon site, which was like fifty dollars. But that was really annoying. So just just to um, we we're talking about this because there was an article recently in the New York Times. What's the right age for a child to get a smartphone? This was uh, by Brian X Chen, who's a great tech writer. And what's interesting to me here is it says, on average, children are getting their first smartphones around age 10, according to a research right. firm study, mm-hmm. down from age 12 in 2012. And then it goes on to talk about some people, including the chief executive of Common Sense Media, who's like, no, my kids get one when they enter high school. Yeah, except his kids so there's are a in wide college. disparity. <laughs> yeah, yeah like he his, his, But he yeah. said his he children go got it. a smartphone only when they started high school, after they have learned restraint and the value of face-to-face communication. But again, his I'm just going to say this because I know who he is. Like his kids were older. He never had his kids asking Nagging. for an iPhone right, right, or smartphone right. and saying kids, that right. all of his friends had yeah, one. His kids right. weren't yeah. on Instagram right. when so they were So that's my question is, you know, a 10-year-old coming home saying all my friends in school have a smartphone. They all have an iPhone. I want one. Well, my motivation was it wasn't the nagging, so I can handle nagging. It was um, that I wanted her to, to learn how to use maps and learn how to use things for the eventual subway and, you know, bus and all of that. That was my motivation. It was so off base. Like she still can't do it. She's had the smartphone. <laughs> you talked about yeah. it this year. Yeah, like, trying to get you her maybe to need use to give bus. her a paper map. Yeah, I, seriously, <laughs> I need to buy her like one of those giant laminated books of maps because the phone <laughs> the just a to Z. yeah, it did not help whatsoever. But that was why I felt it was the right time. I was like, okay, she can pra- practice with Google Maps. She can practice with all the apps. No, didn't happen. Didn't. You know, matter. it's funny you say that because when we we were driving this weekend and. That's what I hate about Waze. I actually like to see an overview of the map first. Like, I, mm-hmm. I do Me miss too. that yeah. with the physical map. And I, you can do more on Google Maps. Like, you can see. I like to see where I am right. in the scheme of things, not just in the next That's why mile. I use Google Maps and not Waze. Because I like to, you know, zoom in, zoom out, right. see where I'm going. Or see, is there an option? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I want right. to make my own choice. Well, Waze but, gives yeah. you the option. But yeah, it's Waze so gives zoomed you, in. It's so zoomed yeah. in. But Waze will tell you when the red light camera is coming up and yeah, all that. Tells so. you, no, Waze tells you everything. <laughs> scoff laws. But, but I, I mean, kids but I are learning how to use these gotta, things. Yes. You know, and it's it's important. I mean, these are things kids need to know how to do. You talked about Fiona trying to get the bus schedule a lot this year when school yeah. started. Um, but, you know, what about that smartphone versus dumb phone or that peer pressure of what all their friends are getting? I think you get the dumb phone first 
unless you have a hand-me-down smartphone just because they need to prove they're responsible. Like, yeah. There really is that responsibility factor. If they are leaving it everywhere, mm-hmm. if they drop it, or if they don't care, there needs to be a little bit of that factor. And then there's something for them to strive towards. Like they get to earn the smartphone, mm-hmm. yeah. which should be something that's earned. It's a really expensive thing. Yeah, think about how much we're all walking around with in our purses. Like when I was oh 12, I had a quarter for an emergency phone call and that was in my keys and that was it. Now mm-hmm. these kids have like $700 devices on yeah. them at all right. times. Right. Yeah, it's scary. And don't forget, these are mini computers. These yeah. are oh, yeah. powerful, powerful computers. So along with that, I think, goes the conversation about how you use it responsibly. Um, and I think it really opens up the whole Instagram and texting and bullying. And, and I mean, it really opens up a whole can of worms once you go down that road. Yeah. And, and we talked about setting up parental controls on an iPhone. It's very easy. Yep. Um, but you you have to get in there and do it because now your kid's out on their own. And if you've never had that talk with your kid, um, now is the time because yeah, they could, anything can pop up on their phone now. But keep in mind, I mean, I had something happen to a friend this weekend. I can't even go into detail about it. Um, it her, her, her child didn't have a smartphone. It was just the iPod Touch at home under her nose. You sure. know, like it has to happen when they have any device. Oh, Can't yeah. wait till you get a smartphone. To the yeah, internet. I think you're you're that's your first. It's step. not necessarily when they're out in the world alone with it. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, because they're always alone with it. They're alone with any yeah. screen. That's what a screen is. So would you guys recommend a contract? One of those contracts that we've seen people yes. write about. I, rules, I did one with my did. daughter. Yeah, it was I, it was a I think it was a sponsored post connected with you, Rebecca. <laughs> um, it was uh, and it was a great well, idea. Lifelong, probably. It was yeah. a great idea because it, it went through. I'll, I'll link to that post. It went through it's a great so contract. many different things that I wouldn't have thought necessarily at one time to bring to up bring with up. her yeah. and now we have it in a little file folder in the dining room and we said you know we'll revisit it every six months and see if if you know you've grown out of certain elements of it it was great i think that's the important thing too is you know like anything when you give it to your child as a privilege it can be taken away like yes. if you have rules set up then they know what rules they break if they break them certainly bullying another child Your kids, I'm sorry, to me, that's the number one thing that gets their phone taken away. Mm -hmm. Like, if your child is the aggressor in a texting fight, in a hashtag bullying thing, in whatever it is, take it away. Take the phone away. So it's interesting. So obviously I'm asking the questions here because when Matt was younger, there were no phones yet. (laughs) There were were regular telephones. It it evolved, actually, as he was going through junior high school. And what's so interesting is... um, he was very spoiled because that's when right. companies were just sending me phones <laughs> left and right. And I would come home and go, hey, Matt, can you test this phone for me? <laughs> so my kid was the kid going to school with the new phone every week. They were dumb phones, but right. it was a phone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, from the evolution of going from the regular flip phone to the, what was it? The Verizon Envy was the favorite one. It flipped up it flipped. and it had this the uh, keyboard. Yeah. That was his favorite one. Um, I felt that I loved him having a phone because my husband was away in Washington and I was in the city and I felt more secure when he was in seventh, eighth grade that I could reach him. And that's what makes it hard to take it away as a punishment. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he would get in trouble and, but I didn't want to take it away because I wanted to know. But what I did say was, if I ever call you and you don't answer or this phone is out of battery... 
it comes back. It's my phone. Mm. It's not your phone. Right. So really, it's on the parent. It's yeah. your own anxiety and your own need to be tethered to your kid and check in. And we're all just used to Because you get to used it. to that. You're totally used to yeah. it. I'm totally used to seeing yeah. where my kids are. Um, you know, I got so angry at my daughter earlier this year when she was like, I'm coming home. And then like 20 minutes pass by and I look and she's in the park. And of course, my initial thought is like, she was mugged. Someone abducted. has her phone. <laughs> I didn't even think she was there. I just figured it's like someone has her phone. And then she didn't answer me. And then I set off the find my iPhone thing to ding her phone because that's what I do when they don't respond. I embarrass them and have their phone just go ding, <laughs> ding, oh, that's funny. ding, like a big old beacon. And what do they do? Yeah, well, then she called me. <laughs> yeah, she was embarrassed. It's awesome. She's like, I was just at the park. I was like, that's fine. Just tell me you're going to the park. Right. Don't say I'm coming home right. and then not come home. Like, I don't care if you tell me you're going to the park. Just don't say one thing and do another while I'm like, okay, well, now it's been 20 minutes. Now it's been 25 minutes. And right. now I see she's on the 103rd Street. Yeah, right. like my, my son's doing a summer program in Queens right now. And... Uh, he had not told me he was coming home. Like he just he he leaves, he comes back, whatever. So I I don't really have the right to say you said you would be home at this time because that's just not how we've worked things out. So it got to be like an hour after he usually comes home. He never has location services on because he 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 likes to save his battery. And I I just I wanted to text him so bad and just say, are you okay? Right. Where are you? But I didn't. I kind of sat wow. on my hands. I know. Oh, I so sat hard. on my hands and I was like, he's going to be. 15 like I have to just I used to disappear all day in the summer when I was his age yeah we were just talking about that um with Stranger Things with the Netflix show which was awesome by the Um, way because I I was talking the other day about how what that show is really about to me the core of it is 80s parenting yeah like kids just packs of kids running around disappeared (laughs) like I mean I'm talking like forever Days and days and days, and parents are like, huh? Yeah, um, whatever. But sometimes you By need the way, a little my son that, right? texted me last night and he said, I have to tell you about an amazing new show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and I funny. said, I just told my podcast last week, you're going to love that show. Rebecca recommended That's so it. so funny. But I do think as a parent, you should know that wide eyed that it's not just that you're giving your kid a cell phone and what are they going to do with it, but it's what is it going to do to you right. as a parent? It's kind being of like if you give it. a mouse a cookie. Right. <laughs> like it opens up this whole can of worms. And our, you know, parents have to be prepared for that. You have yeah. to be prepared and you have to maybe set your own ground rules too with your kids. And it, and like Amy said, her son's almost 15. So like you start like anything, right? The upside down pyramid, you start tight and then mm-hmm. you kind of loosen, 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 loosen. Um, but I am interested. I think 10 makes sense to me because I do think you have kids more on their own starting and you know what if they're 10 and you're not letting them go out on their own then ask yourself why and maybe they don't need a right then they don't need a smartphone if your child is being chauffeured everywhere this way and that way unless they're in carpool maybe you want it for that like whatever it is figure out the reasoning why not just because everyone has one yeah all right we will be right back with darren kagan This week, we're brought to you by Weebly. You know that great idea you have, the one you've been sitting on, the one everyone agrees is amazing, but now what? Time to get your idea out to the world with your own professional quality website, blog, or online store. That's why I want to share how easy it is to get started with Weebly. Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own business and the dream to be their own boss. And you don't need to be a web designer or know how to code to create a fantastic website. I was very impressed with the wide variety of professionally designed mobile-friendly themes to choose from. You simply drag and drop and quickly build your publish your site. It's that easy. You can customize, update, change your site anytime on any device. It's really cool. Great, Great. summer project I'm too, I'm telling right? you, I'm like mm-hmm. waiting for them to come in. I do. I think this is the project to do with your kid. 
Creating a fantastic website shouldn't get in the way of your dreams. Join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at weebly.com slash parenting. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash parenting. Build something cool with your kids this summer. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. And we're back. It's me, Andrea, taking over because I have a special guest that uh, that I want to chat with today that we're all going to chat. Rebecca mentioned earlier, Darren Kagan. So Darren was a CNN anchor for, oh my gosh, probably over a decade uh, while I was a reporter at ABC. And I loved watching Darren. <laughs> and she has been to me a model of reinvention. And she's written a book called Hope possible. But what I love about Darren is after we became Twitter friends, every day she would post something about her dog, walking her dog <laughs> Darla, and what the what the weather was like. So I want you all to meet Darren Kagan. Darren, how are you? I am doing great. It's so fun and great to get to talk to you. I'm so glad to have you here. So, you know, I've watched your career. I've watched you grow. I've watched you reinvent all while watching you walk your dog. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about um, about where you were and, and what happened. So I was, as you mentioned, a news anchor on CNN for more than 12 years, and they came to me one day and told me they weren't going to renew my contract. I never asked why. I figured kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> when they don't want you there anymore, they don't want you anymore. Um, and the short, very Reader's Digest is, as you uh, mentioned, I reinvented my career. I, most people would have gone and looked for another news anchor job, gone to Fox or MSNBC or back to local news where I grew up. But um, losing my job, that was not my choice, was also a chance to stop and say, is this what I really want to do? And I realized that I had kind of become this positive, spiritual person, and I had this job where I talked about doom and gloom every day. And so I didn't want to do that anymore. And technology allowed me the opportunity to start my own business. And it started with creating my own website, DarrenKagan.com, which is the web's one-stop destination for uplifting and positive news. Which Which we can all use. Yes, there every day. Um, And from there, I've created my own media company. So basically, I do what huge media companies do. Um, I create content. And I create it on many different platforms. So it might be my website. It might be the new book, Hope Possible. Um, speaking engagements. I create content for private companies. Um, I've done documentaries, radio. Wherever there's a space, I create content. And that's basically the business, thanks to technology. That is awesome. So I, I hear from a lot of people today even, people, I guess, you know, over 50, let's say, who are mm-hmm. trying to reenter the work world after raising their kids, they've stayed home, they, they dropped out of their career, and they're really kind of flummoxed by technology because they haven't kept up with it. So how were you able to kind of leverage technology? Did you, was it a learning curve for you, or, or were you, is this something you just kept up with? Oh, no, I knew basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's kind of like learning a new language. There's no... Um, there's no substitute for, like, hands-on, for just trying. Um, I also have found in this world of technology, there's a ton of, if not free, really cheap ways to get help. Like, for instance, my current version of my website, DarrenKagan.com, is built on WordPress. I built it myself. When I started it many years ago, I paid a web design company thousands and thousands of dollars to, to design it for me. 
Um, WordPress has a thing in a lot of cities around the country called WordCamp. Have you all heard of WordCamp? Mm-hmm. Like for 40 bucks, it's a weekend-long Word, WordPress fest. <laughs> and there's all these sorts of experts. They give you lunch and cookies, I mean, and a parking <laughs> space. I live in Atlanta. You can't get two lunches and a parking space and cookies for $40 <laughs> for two days, let alone all this help. Um, so to be able to go to a place like that and be able to ask questions and not feel dumb um, and um, just try and, and then discover like there's a whole Word, WordPress community out there that you can um, ask questions of, um, it's really just kind of getting in there. And also realizing, this has always been a big help for me, this world is changing so fast that most people, whether it's like the biggest media executive at the New York Times or CNN um, or just your average person, most people don't know. <laughs> most people are figuring it out as they go. So there's never been a better time to just try because you're not the only clueless one out there. Everyone's kind of clueless. I would say that's pretty true. Yeah. And I mean, and there are lots of great free free uh, sites. Like Weebly is one that, that we built our uh, website on. Mm-hmm. There's lots of places for for people to go to do that stuff. So you've got a lot of new things going on. Boy, do I. I think you also um, are a mom now. Yeah, so talk about reinvention. <laughs> so how did that happen? <laughs> How'd that happen? Um, when I left CNN, I was single. I'd never been married. So there I was, like, early to mid-40s. This was not a happy time, ladies. I mean, <laughs> lost my big job, no husband, no kids. And not like that's everyone's dream, but that certainly was part of my big plan. And I was at a place like this is not the life that I planned. And um, talk about the empty lot. There was not a lot going on. So the first thing I did, I rebuilt my business because that's what I knew how to do. I knew how to do the career thing. Um, But still like four years in, still single, hadn't dated. I won't even say how long. I haven't even been on a date. (laughs) Um, And I was out with um, a couple friends at a summer festival here in Atlanta. And they introduced me to a single dad who was raising his young daughter by himself. His first wife had passed away. And we met, we dated for a couple of years, we got married, I adopted her, so I became a mom wow. that How way, kind she? of in the side door. <laughs> um, and then just make it one to complete the bow on the modern family. The year before I met them, I had signed up to be a big sister in the big sister, big brother program, um, which is really, you're supposed to give like a couple hours a month. Well, she now lives with us full time. Wow. So I went from single, never married, to married, raising two teenage girls. <laughs> and how old was your adopted daughter when, when, uh, when you adopted her? So she was eight when her first mom passed away. She was 11 when we met, and then 13 when we completed the adoption right after we got married. What was so now she's 17. She's about to be a senior in high school. Um, and then the younger one, the little sister who's like the, the bonus daughter, she's going to be a junior. <laughs> so we have a junior and a senior. Wow. And school here in Atlanta starts really early. So we're like a week away from... We were just, we were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. what was that like coming into her life when she was that age? Because my daughter is 12 and that's mm-hmm. a difficult age all on its own. <laughs> it is. But, you know, the timing of it was really kind of something beautiful in terms of... so. There was space between when her first mom passed away and when I came in her life. So this has never been about replacing her first mom. And then it was just her and her dad, my now husband, and he ran a very tight ship. (laughs) Still does. Um, And I kind of loosened things up. So the combination between, wow, she's going to give me, you know, she's going to expand my world 
And um, I think when you're 11, even if you have the world's greatest dad, you still kind of need a mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, it all worked. And, you know, we've always been really honest about um, that I'm not here to replace her mom. And, um, in fact, the grandparents, like the family that we see the most, are the parents of my husband's first wife. Hmm. Um, They live the closest of any family. Um, And when we got married... Um, I asked them to be my in-laws because I figured, well, your kids' grandparents are your in-laws, right? So I got two sets of in-laws wow. <laughs> getting married. Um, that's so brave. yeah. Um, so that <laughs> it's just it's like more family. It's not a, nothing's about instead. It's just it's all extra. Wow, that is you know what I mean. You talk about inspirational stories, you know, and the stories you write in uplifting news. And I think after this past year of you know politics and and terror and hate that's gone on in this country it is it is so refreshing to hear a story like this honestly. oh thank you yeah thank you where can uh, readers go to uh, read some of your uplifting news so they can um, go to my website darrenkagan.com if you just google darren my first name d-a-r-y-n the website will come up high in the listings. And we'll put a link to it also okay, on our great. show page. Okay, great. And um, that'll take you to, um, I have a weekly newspaper column that gets posted there every week if you don't, if it doesn't run in your local newspaper. Um, you can see the book. You can find me, my contact, uh, and then also all the uplifting positive news stories that I post every day. Wonderful. Darren, I love hearing your story. Thank you so much. As someone who's also reinvented herself, it's it's great <laughs> to hear how well you've done. And, Thank you. Uh, I think we're all doing it. I think we are. And we just have to support each other in that everything ends, every job ends, <laughs> every chapter ends. And especially as women, we just say, oh, it's just, it's just reinvention. You can do it. Exactly. We'll help you. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Thanks, Darren. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So we are back with our Bites of the Week. And Amy, are you going first? Yeah, (laughs) mine is um, actually kind of for you, Rebecca. Um, Well, it's it's partly for me. It better not be my bite. No. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I hope I didn't steal your bite. Know, it's it? it's um, partly for me because it's a gadget, and it's partly for you because it's about sunscreen. Um, it's called Sunscreener, and it's made by a company called Voxlite or Voxalite. Um, basically, what it is, it's a little thing that you can put on your keychain. It's about the size of like one of those uh, those little hand sanitizer things that you put on your keychain. And you put on your sunscreen and you look through a viewfinder and any place where you missed will be black because it's not reflecting the UV rays. That's cool with the spray stuff especially. And if you're alone, you can actually just kind of hold it in front of you and pass it over your body and record 30 seconds of video so that you can look yourself and see if you did yourself okay. Um, And I mean... I can't think of how many times it would have saved us. Like, I remember one time, I think it was about four or five years ago, we were on vacation, and my son insisted that he was old enough to put on his own sunscreen with no help. And at the end of the day, we discovered that he had missed an entire huge area around his mouth. So he looked like the Joker for the rest (laughs) of the vacation. It was hilarious. But one little look through that viewfinder, and we would have seen that he had missed. Because you always miss, like, one, you know, like the back of your You get, like, a patch that you missed. Wear a bikini under here. 
especially on your back. It's oh. so hard to see. So, so what's it called? It's called um, sunscreener with like no e between the okay, you know at right. the end the way they spell everything now. Um, and it's available for pre-order for $109, That's a $109, but they're really hopeful that with popularity they can get it down and maybe sponsorships or like I'm working with a sunscreen company. I they just have an app that can do I'm, it. Uh, I, I'm not sure that they can. I wonder. Yeah. I, I think if they could have, they would have. Because you would I, need um, something in the camera to be able to detect the rays, right? Plus, mm. I'm not sure. I don't usually bring my camera to the beach. I don't want You're my the camera only person. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm the only one. You don't um, bring your phone. Don't bring your phone to the beach. No, no. What do you do? Do you have like a watch? I totally <laughs> I bring just, my phone. I just. What don't. else do you do at the beach? But I would be <laughs> scared when Facebook? I look. Oh what do you look at the <laughs> You just look at the water. How do you take pictures for Instagram I, of your amazing trip to make everyone jealous? I'm shocked that I'm the one who doesn't have trouble unplugging wow. when going to the beach. That's um, hilarious. I just don't have a watch. Well, like, I need to know what time it is. I just, you look at the sun in the sky. I don't, um, I don't like, I avoid the sun. I have a hat on, an umbrella, a tent. I don't but, know. but they're they're really hoping that either through popularity and mass production or maybe a sponsorship um, or some kind of partnership with, with a sunscreen. Yeah, they're hoping to get it down to about $20 eventually, which is be. much more yeah. reasonable. I think that's, that's so great for kids because kids hate putting on sunscreen. But yeah. I think if they had something that made it a game like that, yeah. where you saw the patches that you missed, you would do it. Yes, yeah, And then everyone will stop thing. using the spray and they'll see the spray never cover I'll anything. never, I'll never stop using the spray. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> cover anything. It covers, I mean, always covers works the on air. me. It just covers the air. I have a great gadget for next week now that I, now that you said this, it's how I bring my phone to the beach. Oh, okay. All right, Andrea. Okay, so mine, I have to cavell a little bit here. So my niece, Sydney, um, works over the summer. She's an intern at the Boys and Girls Club of Newark, New Jersey. This is her second summer. Um, and it's very near and dear to us. My older sister's on the on the board. She was the president. And, you know, the Boys and Girls Club, they do, um, they do great things. They do so many great things. And so my niece asked me to like a new Facebook page. And, of course, I'm like, oh, God, another page. And I looked at it. And um, it's the Boys and Girls Club of Newark Anti-Bullying Showdown. Mm. And along with her kids, they've created an anti-bullying Facebook page. Now, they didn't just do this on their own. Um, They they did it for a summer program called Brain Gain. It's a summer enrichment program. But I asked her about it, and she said they got so into it. A lot of them have been bullied and didn't like how it felt. We were talking about how to be an active bystander. And they found it very empowering to be both the bystander and the victim. What they did basically was they acted out bullying. Like they created a video of some kid getting their books knocked over in the hallway at school, you know, and they they traded roles. Um, And according to DoSomething.org, over 3.2 million students are bullied every year. We talk about this on the podcast a lot. So you can go to that Facebook page, take their pledge. They have an anti-bullying pledge there. They have great videos. Um, and I think this is just great because I think kids and organizations across the country should do this really just, you know, are we going to stamp out bullying? Probably not. But is it going to raise awareness and really help kids know that they're not alone and find resources? Absolutely. So it's the BCGN cool. Anti-Bullying Showdown. Yay, Sydney. Cool. We love it. Um, all right. So along those lines, my bite of the week is sort of about bullying Guys, it's Michelle Obama's speech last uh, night. <laughs> I just think I... Can we draft her? I can't deal. Talk about the epitome of how to deal with a bully. Yeah. The grace, the smarts, the just 
she the never class. the class she never said his yeah. name and you knew exactly what she was talking about mm-hmm. her whole thing about their motto being when they go low we go high because mm-hmm. what was so amazing about it too is you knew that was true yeah right they've had to, must have had to have that conversation with their oh daughters oh my god i can't even imagine how many times and what they're seeing yeah. what those poor teenage girls are probably hearing oh, and how they, they were hold their heads up high yeah it's incredible so i I just thought that speech, and obviously, like, I love Michelle Obama, so, like, I don't know what it's like for someone who hates the Obamas to watch that. But I feel like even if you hate them, there's no way you could have watched that speech and not thought, damn, (laughs) that is a speech. Like, that was an incredible, incredible speech. Well, did you hear it for First Lady? Sadly, the the comments, I mean, you know, if you hate her, you're able to make comments. But but did you hear what Republican Steve Schmidt said about it? (laughs) Poor Steve Schmidt. He said it, I love him. He has to stop pretending he's a Republican. Yeah, I know. He said (laughs) said it was such a good speech that we'll probably see it in some form or another at the next Republican convention. (laughs) (laughs) It is just, I can't wait for my daughters to come home from camp to watch it. I just thought it was unbelievable. I actually just thought, I know Bernie needed to go last, but I thought she, she was gone. awesome. I thought she yeah. should have yeah. gone last, or at least yeah. before after Elizabeth Warren. Because she's evolved in the last eight years, you yeah, know. Yeah. She just, I right. mean, she has stepped into that role and she owns it. Yeah, yeah. she's amazing. So I recommend everyone watch that speech. Watch that. Watch that speech with your kids mm-hmm. um, because it is just the epitome. First of all, just amazing public speaking. Yeah, like an amazingly crafted, beautiful speech. Um, so that's my bite of the week. I'm going to watch it like 800 more times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is it for us today. Thanks, you ladies, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, stay cool. Yeah, stay cool. You can check us out on Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites. We will have links to everything we talked about today, including Michelle Obama's speech. Yes. Um, and Darren Kagan's great book. And we will, you can also find us obviously on parentingbites.com, on Twitter at hashtag parentingbites, and on play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Rate us, review us, subscribe on iTunes. That's what we need. Um, until next week, happy parenting. Bye.